Hey, hey, welcome to Selling with Sandra. My name is Sandra Carter. I'm a commercial real estate agent and I've been in the game for over 20 years. So I want to teach you the habits, the tricks, the tools and the hacks to be exceptionally good at selling in whatever field you're in. I'm here to unlock the secrets of successful selling and share the habits that separate the pros from the rookies. So buckle up because we're about to take your sales game to a whole new level. Whether you're a seasoned pro or you're just getting started, you are in the right place to supercharge your sales skills. Let's dive in, folks. Hey, hey, superstar salespeople. Welcome to episode 54 of Selling with Sandra. Wow, how fast did January go? I actually had full intentions of doing another podcast in January, but the month got away on me and when I blinked, it was February. So 2024 is going to be a fast one. Buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. Now, this episode is all about how you need to take control of your inquiries and stop just relying on your emails. Now, we live in a bit of a digital society where people just don't tend to want to interact with other people, whether it's sitting at the table for dinner, everyone's looking at their phones. And we can get into this really bad habit of not actually trying to communicate with people uh, either face-to-face or even on the phone. So it's as a salesperson, it's really easy to slip into the habit of only responding to inquiry, whether you're getting it through email or whether you're getting it through a direct message from your business page or whether you're getting it through your web page. It's so easy to just not pick up the phone, but try and communicate simply by using email. Now, that is a huge mistake. And I've been speaking to clients about it recently and they find it quite amusing, particularly in the real estate sector where they never hear from the agent. They never hear of get a phone call back from the agent. And uh, there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't do this. So I'm going to go through those today. Now, one of the biggest reasons why you should pick up the phone is you can't problem solve a problem that you don't know what the whole problem is. Now, here's the two scenarios. Somebody sends you an inquiry for something and say it's a property and you simply send them back the information. I can guarantee you will never hear from them again unless they're absolutely desperate or the property is an absolute perfect match for what they're trying to do. You are unlikely to hear from them again. That inquiry is lost, gone into space. Whoever rang them back is going to do the deal because there's a good chance that they have access to the same property or they've got one that's actually a better fit because they found out exactly what the problem was. So you need to get on the phone. If there's an if there's a phone number, you need to ring it. If there's no phone number, you need to ask for their phone number. And I've said this before in another other podcast that it's so important to get the information. You want their email address, you want their phone number because you want to be able to communicate with people. And you know, there's always so much more. Everybody's story is different, so there's always so much more to a particular inquiry. And you have to talk to them to find out what that is. You need to highlight the challenges so that you can actually match them up with the right product. And more often than not, I want to say nine out of 10, but it's probably realistically seven out of 10 times, what they inquire about and where you end up taking them are two entirely different places. And if you've done the deal, you can go back through and actually go and have a look at where you started and where you finished. Because some people will say things like, 
oh, I need to, I need to rent a property. Okay. Let's, let's use commercial real estate for example. I need to rent a property and I need 250 square meters. That's what the email says. But when you give them a phone call back, what they really want to say to you is, I need to rent a property for six months because I'm working out where I want to buy something. I don't need something long-term, but I want to buy something um, in the next six to 12 months. I don't need an office. I don't need a car park. I just need to store some stuff while I'm buying something. And do you, know, do you know, like the property they may have inquired about was uh, had office and car parking and the landlord doesn't want to lease that property for six months. So it's the wrong property to start with, but you may have something else. You may have another tenant breaking lease where you can, you know, you can solve the problem and it's never straightforward. So unless you pick up the phone, you're not going to know. If you, I love these inquiries that come through and there's no phone number. That usually means they're tire kickers because they, they're only, they might be testing the market. They might want to know what the price of a property is because they're collecting information. But isn't it interesting that people actually, the genuine people are putting the phone numbers in? And why? Because they want you to call them. That's the bottom line. They want a phone call from you. And when you're not doing that, when you're only half doing the job and responding and saying, thanks for your inquiry, here's some information, and you don't follow up or you don't give them a call, that's sales failure 101. It's a big no-no, huge. So just don't do that. If you've got access to a phone, get on the phone. You've got to make 10 before 10. That's it. That's the golden rule. Go back to the beginning of my podcast and listen to that. It's the one of the absolute fundamental basics of being a successful salesperson is you make 10 calls before 10. So if you've got five inquiries that have come through, and that's the way the market's looking right now, the inquiries are really good. Get on the phone, make those 10 phone calls before 10 o'clock. Use up five of your inquiries to make those 10 before 10. And you know what? It's always, a, I always say you do the worst 10 calls you're not dreading. And if you don't like calling people, this is the opportunity you've got to get better at this. Talking to people's fun. I need to get 10, rid of 10,000 words a day. That's why my husband loves the fact I've got a podcast. But, you know, it's talking to people is interesting. And the key, to the whole process is you you want to be building a relationship with that person too. Now, if they've sent an inquiry out, they've probably sent it out to more than one uh, agent, more than one product, whatever you're selling. They're probably gone. There's three of those. I'm going to send inquiries. Who do you think they're going to do business with? It's not the guy that sent them an email. It's the guy that rang them and said, how are you today? There's a relationship there now as soon as you've made that call. And a little trick, here's a tip from me to you, is the very last thing I speak to them about is the product. So it's not a monotone callback, hi, you inquired about this property, how can I help you, what would you like to know? I want to know their story. I want to know all about them, how their day's going, what are you up to, Are you? have you been in the commercial property sector before? And everything else other than trying to sell them something because that's where the relationship is. That's where the key is to building the relationship to get the deal done because once you have their trust and you build rapport with that person, you can even be as cheeky as to say, if you see a property online that you like, let me know because there's a good chance it's open listed and I can go and find it for you. And you've got that 
one-on-one going where they're going to say, look, I'm super busy. I don't have time to talk to a thousand different people. Go and solve my problem. This is my problem. I need somewhere to move my stock in next week for six months while I um, get my finance sorted so I can buy a property. And then they're going to, not only are they going to lease something from you and you're going to be able to solve someone else's problem, but they're going to buy something from you as well. So, and you end up with a lifelong business relationship with someone and then they tell all your friends how great they are. So it's so like making the call, the difference between not calling and calling is so massive and it's it's just career changing and it it sorts the weed out from the chaff. It's the difference between an exceptionally good salesperson and everyone else. So don't be like everybody else. Pick up the phone, ring the number, do it before 10 o'clock and make sure that you are problem solving, finding out exactly what their problems are because I guarantee it's different to whatever they've told you they're doing. That's on paper. So whatever they've written down on their paper and what they say they're looking for and what they actually need, it'll, it could be so vastly different and you've missed that opportunity. You've missed that deal. The other thing having a phone conversation with somebody does is it allows you to overcome any resistance or hesitations that they may have. And you're not going to know what those look like until you actually speak to them. So they may have inquired about one particular item and then, you know, you've sent them back the information and they've gone, no, nah, that property is way out of my price range. It's too expensive. I'm not even going to bother responding to the email. But you know for a fact that the vendor or the landlord will negotiate for the right tenant or the right terms of the contract. So if someone comes in with a cash contract, 30-day settlement, there's some room to move there. So, you know, often it's important that you get on the phone and explain that because people need to hear that and say, look, it's definitely worthwhile coming and having a look. Do you need finance? No, great. Look, I think that there's a deal there somewhere. We just have to find some middle ground. And that's the thing you can't say you know, until they've given you that objection, you can't really say that in an email and go, oh, hi, here's some information on a property. By the way, I think there's some middle ground. Like it's just lost in translation. So you cannot provide strategies to overcome any objections that your uh, inquiry may have. So you need to know, again, we're problem solvers. As salespeople, we are only here to solve problems. How do you solve a problem if you don't know the whole problem? Again, you can't do it. There's no deal there. There's no deal to be done. Now, you might be having a really lucky streak or you might be in the middle of a really buoyant market and it just seems that every time you respond to someone, you get a, some response back. Now, that's when the times are good. And 2023 was a real roller coaster for people in sales, particularly in the property sector. The last quarter was absolutely dead. People were sitting on the fence. They weren't moving their hands, mainly because they weren't sure if interest rates were going to go up again. And people just didn't know whether, I mean, everyone talked about the property market crashing. So what happens with tenants in that instance is they do nothing. They sit on their hands because they're waiting to find out whether they should buy something or lease something. So we had a really quiet last quarter of 2023. And what happens is, if you unless you know how to turn a deal on its side and shake the absolute crap out of it and get the deal done um, and you're a new agent to the business you know you would have gone from chicken on Sunday bones on Monday in the commercial sector because it was hard to do a deal and 
if you'd fallen into the habit or if you'd come into the industry when things were like super hot and super easy to do a deal and you were just sitting back, it was like taking on orders for McDonald's, would you like fries with that? Then you were coming into a market where, you know, you'd you'd learn to just use your email as a response probably because you were getting a lot of inquiry and you only needed two or three serious buyers to respond and the buyers knew that they needed to communicate via email or they didn't get the deal done they missed out but when the market slows down again and it's tough to do a deal you need to understand that you can't rely on that order taking strategy You've got to get on the phone. You've got to build those relationships. You've got to be the problem solver. You've got to find out what these people need. And then you've got to match them up with the right product, property, item, whatever you're selling. Okay, story time. So I'll give you an example of what has happened this week that's kind of triggered me to go, okay, isn't it interesting if I hadn't rung this guy back that I would never have known all of that stuff? So inquiry comes through. He's inquiring about a small industrial property I've got on the market, which sold in two days. I had two cash buyers. One missed out, unfortunately. The owner had to pick between the two. And like it sold for full price, a few days on the market. This thing went cocoa bananas. Had this fellow send me an inquiry. I rang him and said, look, I'm really sorry. I am trying to get more of those because they seem to be in quite high demand. Turns out this fellow actually wants to buy something that's brand new, off the plan. He's got about three times the amount of money to spend. He's happy to wait. You know, and when I read the inquiry, to me, it was he could have been like the person that bought it that was looking for something for their own business. They needed to be in that location. They were looking for something that was kind of B grade and uh, they were under in a budget under 500,000 which seems to be the sweet spot right now. So when I spoke to him, he was not that buyer. He was not the same as the buyer that or the two offers that we had. He was in a totally different uh on a totally different agenda. But he'd inquired because he was looking in the area. So what he wants and what he inquired about was two completely different things. Really nice guy, found him something else. We're working on that at the moment, so happy days. And would we be if I had just sent him back the brochure and said, or if I just sent it back, sorry, that one's under contract, I'm finding something else, I'll let you know. That would have been the end of the conversation and we would not be three or four phone calls deep, three or four emails deep and providing him options for other properties. And I've spoken to a lot of people this month. The month's been crazy and I, it kind of was the reason why it prompted me because I thought, you know, I'm, I don't mind speaking to people. I like giving people a call and saying, hi, I got your inquiry. Tell me about you. What are you doing, etc." But it's interesting when they tell me that, oh, my goodness, I've sent out so many property inquiries and you're the only one that called me back. And sometimes I get, you're the only one who's responded at all. I haven't even had an email. I sent two emails and I've decided not to contact that agent again. Now, not all agents are doing that. I'm not saying I'm the only one that's responding. I'm just saying that there's some agents aren't. And it, it's, it goes for any industry. All you have to do to be bigger and better and faster than the competition is pick up the phone. I've logged about it. I've podcasted about it. I'm all over it like white on rice. Get on the phone. Don't be afraid of the phone. Don't be afraid of the phone call. And 
It's just so simple. It's like sales 101. Get on the phone, people. It's such an easy way to turn your time into money. I'm telling you now. So I'm going to give you five tips for overcoming any fears or even that icky feeling you get when you, because you don't want to get on the phone. So there's five good things you can do to make it easy and make it less of a chore and something that you'll start to enjoy. Okay, tip number one, you need to raise your mood or vibration before you're making the call. So if you're feeling really flat and you don't feel that you've got the energy to actually have an interesting and productive conversation with somebody where they're going to want to have a phone call from you, you need to change this. It might be something as simple as that you're hungry and you need to go and have something to eat before you start making your calls. You might need another coffee. You might just need to get out of the uh, slump you're in by jumping around, putting on some music before you start, getting out of that flat zone. You need to make sure you've got your high vibe on because people are going to hear that in your voice. And you want to have a smile on your face when you're making the call and you want to have a good vibe because there's nothing worse than talking to someone on the phone who's flat and boring and monotone and, oh, I'm just calling you about that property you inquired about. Nobody's going to want to talk to that person. And they're not going to do a deal with you. And every time you ring them, they're not going to pick up the phone because they're like, oh, that guy totally busted my vibe and I cannot speak to them because there's nothing worse than a vibe drainer. You want someone that makes you feel good. Now, it's your job as salesperson of the year to make people feel good because then they want to talk to you and there's nothing cooler than when you phone someone, they're picking it up in two calls because they're like, oh my God, it's you again. That's what you want to be. You want to be that person that's getting that person into the same vibe as you start off with. So, so important, so critical to be in that high vibe when you're making the call. Tip number two. Pretend you're calling someone you know. Pretend you're talking to a friend and treat them like a friend on the phone. It's a person. Be personable. Be personal. Get to know the person. Find out as much as you can about them in the first phone call because the second call is going to be so much easier when you've got something you know about that person and you can talk to them again. Find out what the dog's called, what the kids are called, how many kids they've got, if they've got any at all, where they live, what what. find out about their lives, what their business does, how long they've been doing it for because it's going to give you plenty of fodder for the next phone call and they're going to trust you because, you know, the guy who rang up in the monotone who asked them what they were inquiring about knows nothing about them and, again, that's not a phone call that they're going to want to have a second phone call about. So pretend you're talking to a friend. It'll make you feel a lot more relaxed and a lot more at ease. And yeah, at the end of the day, we're just people, right? Nobody's better than anybody else. You just have to stop in your mind. And if it's somebody who, you know, you might even be cold calling, and this applies to all of that as well as where it's someone that you consider to be uh, somebody important. It might be the director of a development company that you've been trying to get hold of and you've got his number and you give him a call and you're nervous about speaking to him. He's just a person. Just pretend he's, you know him, just pretend he's a friend. And that's what I do when I'm speaking to people. Then no one's better than anyone else. Just don't buy into that stuff. You've got to take that out of your mind when you're making the call. Anyway, number three, 
Really listen to the person who you've called. Stop thinking about what the next thing you're going to say is because the next thing you say should be about what they've just said. Now, if you've got a script in your head that you're reading off and you're not listening to them and then you suddenly jump into what you want to say next, they'll be like, oh my God, this person is not listening to what I need at all. They're just trying to sell me something and this is not their first rodeo. This is the same call they made five minutes ago. So listen to what they're saying and respond. You'll find out so much more. And again, problem solving. How can we problem solve? We need to listen, 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 then respond. Do not think about what you need to say next. I'm repeating myself and I don't like doing that. Number four, ask quirky or humorous questions or tell them a quirky or humorous story just so that they know you're human too. Be relatable. Do something that's topical. For instance, I don't know, in Queensland, Christmas Day, we had a hell of a storm. I'm talking it came in sideways. Ask them about that. How did you guys go in the storm? Because i tell you what happened to me. I had two border collies that aren't even allowed on the bed trying to fit between the bed head and the pillow on my bed. So, you know, just become relatable. They will have a story to tell you too. So everyone's human. Be human. That's really it. It's not that hard. Number five, talk about your product last. Now, I gave this away in the beginning of the podcast, but when you make a call, the last thing you talk about is whatever you're trying to sell them, okay? You can start the phone call by explaining you're calling them because of that, but go into the detail once you've done all these other things and you've got to know the person and you've had a bit of humor and a bit of quirky chat and, you know, you've listened to what their problems are and then you go, okay, and whatever you call them about, you may have changed in your mind. You might have been going, okay, I've got the perfect solution for this person and it's not what they inquired about. And that's when you start to talk about it last. Okay, so that's it. That's it. That's it. That's episode 54, done and dusted. There you go. Now, before I go, I just need to do a little self-promo. I have written an ebook called Investing in Commercial Property for Beginners. So if you like a copy of my ebook, I can, it's just obviously electronic. I can email it to you. Drop me a line. I'll put a link in the show notes below. You just need to send me a quick email to sandra at only-commercial.com.au and just write ebook in the subject. I don't even need any more than that and I will flick you a copy. So if you're interested in getting into commercial real estate in terms of investing or you know somebody that does, please mention me to them. I would really appreciate that. Um, I would like to help people get into the market because I think a lot of people, you know, uh, the go-to is residential investing and there's a lot more advantages in my opinion to invest in commercial property than residential and you don't have to buy a 45 million dollar shopping center to do it my name's sandra carter i'm a commercial agent you can find me on linkedin tiktok instagram and facebook under my hashtag which is selling with sandra keep selling hard and smash that glass ceiling